actually we call it the Paul Rudd moment. So this about this time last year, Paul Rudd stopped in and had uh, lunch with his son. Fortunately, one of the waitresses got her picture taken with him, and it was an amazing picture. You can see it on my Instagram, but it has like the full meat Mitch and him smiling and barbecue. And I put it on Instagram, and the next day I received a call from a news channel asking if they could come in and interview me because he was there. Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet, where I love, well, connecting all things KC. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter, and mom, and probably too old to call myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. You can learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. Okay, yes, I'm so excited to welcome in Meet Mitch himself today. Mitch, thank you for being here. Thank you, Rachel. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, I have tasted your amazing barbecue multiple times, so I'm very excited to chat with you about it. How did all of this begin for you? How did you step into the world of barbecue? Well, it, it's a long story. It, it dates back probably to when I moved here out of college in the late 90s. I was introduced to the American Royal Barbecue uh, competition. At that point, it was down the West Bottoms, and uh, it was just so much fun and energetic, and I loved it. And uh, I was always a foodie, so I was the guy at my fraternity house at 3 a.m. in the morning breaking into the kitchen, you know, making nachos for everyone. And uh, so, so cooking was kind of in my background. My dad made all the meals in our family, so it was not a, a big thing for, you know, a guy to, to be a cook. And then with being introduced to the barbecue scene was a whole new world for me, and I just loved it. And I, I bought a smoker, and the next year actually entered the Royal, which was in the year 2000, my first, my first year. So how do you still compete in the American Royal, and how has it changed yeah. from then to now? I've been part of the Royal for for 24 years now. I guess this will be my 24th year, and uh, competed there, had uh, success early, which kind of fuels that fire for you, and then started to compete um, not only here in Kansas City but around the country, attending like Memphis and May, which is their World Championships, which is a ton of fun on the water. Um, you know, just traveling across the country. And there's a little bit of idle time when you're at a barbecue weekend. So you start to mess around with making your own sauces and rubs and, and creating your own flavor profiles, um, you know, in between beers. Uh, so, you know, that kind of uh, uh, really launched a career for me um, with uh, sauces and rubs. Um, and in 2012, if you remember, the Major League All-Star Game was here in Kansas City. And George Brett's a good buddy of mine, and he made me the ambassador of the barbecue. For the all-star game so my team and i had the opportunity to cook three nights in a row out at kaufman stadium so sunday night was the uh celebrity softball game monday night is the home run derby and then tuesday night's the game and we did both both locker rooms which was just a ton of fun a lot of stories and uh on that monday night the home run derby george grabbed me and had me walk out onto the the set of baseball you know, tonight that was filming or, you know, doing ESPN, the live version and fed them all my ribs and told them all about me. And I got to be on TV and there was like 6 million people watching and all that kind of stuff. So that, 
that energized me. And quickly after that, you know, the every the feedback from all my buddies and everything was like, hey, no one can really try your stuff unless they're a judge at a barbecue competition or they get, you know, the fortunate nod to come to your backyard and hang out and chill and eat. You really ought to look into um, opening a barbecue restaurant. So I was introduced to to two good guys in the Westport area, and uh, about uh, 18 months later, we opened Char Bar. So that opened in 2014 in Westport, um, and really energized me. It was shot out of a can, and it was successful early, and that has led to now. There's two Char Bars. We just recently opened up one in Parkville with like six pickleball courts and stuff like that. And now to Meet Mitch Branded, which is my competition team name, um, restaurants, one in Leewood at 95th and Mission, and then uh, proudly at the brand new airport that opened last February. So that's what you see as you come and go from the airport. So four restaurants now. So I've come a long way. <laughs> what a journey. So at what point along the road did this become your full-time thing? Were you full-time, you know, doing barbecue no. when you're traveling or? So I worked uh, full-time. I moved here in 1996 out of college. I went to Penn State and uh, went to work for the TaylorMade Golf Company. So I ran the middle of the United States, Kansas, Oklahoma, half of Missouri, half of Nebraska for over 21 years. And in 2016, jumped full steam into solely doing barbecue. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. I had all intentions of opening in, at the Leewood location early. Um, but there were some constructions, construction issues. There was some um, issues with the current tenants that we had to get through. So then I started to really work on my sauce and rub business and grow that business. In 2019, I moved over to Paris, France and opened up a barbecue restaurant right on the Seine that's still there, which is cool. It's Kansas City Smoked Meats. It's got a Chief's helmet in the bar. If you remember in that year, the Notre Dame burned for like 17 hours. That was right out my front door. I mean, we walked right out when we were covered in ash and all that kind of stuff. So a unique, you know, historic time to be over there and was a really, really cool experience for me. That's awesome. Are you still involved with that restaurant? Uh, I'm involved communicatively. I haven't been back. Uh, once COVID hit and all that kind of stuff, it really changed everything dramatically and it was closed for a while. But it's back up and running now and I actually get friends, I would say once a month, that are over there texting me and they have my picture and my buddy's picture over there and stuff. So it's fun. And that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's hard for me to believe that Char Bar is that relatively new in the grand scheme of barbecue. It's such a staple of Kansas City barbecue already. And I feel like that's hard to do because Kansas Cityans are very particular about like, this is my favorite barbecue spot, always has been. What was the process like for you kind of breaking on to the scene and being like, hey, we want to be on the Mount Rushmore of Kansas City barbecue? Yeah, 100%. So, I mean... There, I was nervous, don't get me wrong, because you're pretty much dropping your pants in front of everyone. And I had a lot of, uh, you know, my buddy is saying, what are you thinking to open up a barbecue shop or store in a restaurant in Kansas City? And I'm like, well, if you think about it, fish where the fish are, right? If you're going to make barbecue and make it great, no one eats more barbecue, thinks more barbecue, orders to go, goes out to eat more barbecue than right here in Kansas City. So if you can do it at the highest level, you know, hopefully the earn the highest success too. So that was my reasoning there. And I just closed my eyes and kind of went for it. It worked out well. Great leaps of faith in life always work out the best, I think. (laughs) So what was the thought process in switching the branding to the Beat Mitch brand as you launched your Leewood and airport locations? 
Is it different recipes or is it pretty much the same product or just different branding? Same technique um, that we use. We don't skip any corners. So it's the same technique that I take on the road and competitions and stuff like that. Little twists and turns and secrets. The char bar, we the space that we took over was so big um, and, and iconic in that Westport area that originally the intention was probably only to have ever have one, you know? And so I wanted to expand my brand, probably have a smaller, more flexible um, footprint and something that we could scale and then move into other areas eat, eat more easily. Um, so that was kind of the goal there. Uh, we opened in 2022, so we thought COVID was over, but it you know really wasn't. So we struggled mightily that first year, just finding people to work and, you know, every problem under the sun. But 2023 proved really to be um, a, a move upwards and, and we had a great year and 2024, I think will be even better. So we did expand to the to the uh, airport, which is a lot of fun. And uh, I think they told me there's 11 million perceptions a year of people like you and I that walk by that'll see my logo that never heard of me before and stuff like that. So. As you say, it's hard to break in, but boy, that gives me a little bit of a head start, just everybody seeing that. And I and I feel that every day in the restaurant, when I walk around and talk to people, they'll be like, I saw you at the airport. I never heard of you before, and I figured, you know, didn't have time then, but we'd look you up when we got back. So it's really been a great experience for me. So really just, to, um, you know, that footprint of Meet Mitch, just to be able to expand and uh, and take it to, you know, other places. Yeah, what was the process like for getting into the airport? Because that is such a big deal, not only for that, but like Kansas City, I think a lot of people when they're traveling here, the first thing they're thinking is where am I going to eat barbecue? I have to eat in Kansas City. And then that's the first thing they smell when they get off the plane. <laughs> and you can smell it. It, it. It's legit. There's two big smokers, the same two smokers that we have at Charbar, same two at Meet Mitch and Leewood uh, are out there. So they're two big Southern Pride units that are rolling, uh, burning wood, and you can definitely smell it. It was a unique process. Um, it was um, one that uh, actually came to me. So I received a phone call from a friend that said, hey, I'm uh, you know, working with this um, team that's putting together a group to make a bid for you know, the airport. So ultimately, there was uh, six companies, I guess, and I got paired with OHM, which is based out of uh, St. Louis, and they all put their business plans together. So for instance... If I was with OHM, I could not also be with host, you know, I couldn't be with the host plan as well. You know, so there was everyone brought together and then it was craziness. It was like the Jerry Springer show. I went down to the uh, city hall uh, three straight weeks in a row where they were voting and screaming and yelling. I had never seen anything about it. I mean, there was not not about me per se, but just about, you know, who was going to win the the company that was going to take over all the concessions. So it ultimately my team won. We are huge underdogs. We are not supposed to win, which I think caused a lot of the stink and a lot of the ruckus because the underdog won, but their premise really, and you'll feel that when you're out there was to bring together a lot of locals places and uh, you'll feel that out there. And that was the concept really that, that won them the bid. And I came along for the ride. So I was pretty lucky. That is awesome. They absolutely nailed it. I've been to the airport a handful of times since they opened, and there's no other airport like that where you really feel like you're getting a little sampling of everything local to the city. So how cool to be a part of that. Uh, 
Have you experienced many like celebrities tasting your food? And does that do anything for you? Like the baseball tonight was probably exciting yeah, because of the sure. extra exposure for it. But do you hear like, oh, hey, so-and-so swung by and picked up barbecue tonight. And then you get to be like, yeah, they tried my food. No, we, it, and actually we call it the Paul Rudd moment. So this, about this time last year, Paul Rudd stopped in and had uh, lunch with his son. Fortunately, one of the waitresses got her picture taken with him and it was an amazing picture. You can see it on my Instagram, but it has like the full meat Mitch and him smiling and barbecue. And I put it on Instagram and the next day I received a call from a news channel asking if they could come in and interview me because he was there. So I did it. So the next thing I know I'm on six o'clock news and for like three weeks we were packed. Like it really worked. It was unbelievable. And we really felt like after the struggles we had the prior year that that really kicked off, you know, the 2023 season for us with full momentum and we never looked back. It really was a great year and, and we attribute to him and, you know, that's free marketing and advertising right there. We didn't pay for that and it all just came naturally. So um, he was huge. Uh, shortly after that was the NFL draft that rolled in here. And I was fortunate enough to have two big NFL guys. Uh, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, who are big guys that report all the breaking news, they came. And this is a funny story, Rachel. So I had a heads up that they were coming in. I got to meet them, took some pictures. Same thing. I put it up on Instagram. And the next thing I know, I'm watching Good Morning Football in the morning on TV live. And there's my picture that was on Instagram and Twitter. And they're talking about it. And those guys are talking live about the dinner they had with me the night prior. So that stuff is really, really fun. That was a highlight. I guess maybe the one of the biggest highlights was last year. Uh, ESPN College Game Day was in Lawrence uh, for football. And I got to walk up with my son, who had just graduated from KU, and walk up and pan to you know Kirk Herb Street and the whole Pat McAfee, the whole deal. the whole. It was cool. That was really cool. That is so cool. Now you just have to get uh, somehow get a picture of Taylor Swift just like going to town. <laughs> You'd have to open 10 restaurants. I take a lot of crap because I know a lot of people and they're like, Mitch, can you just call Travis and get her in the, like, get her in here again? I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I wish I could. That would be huge. There's a, there's a joke on TikTok that's from like the whole Kardashian Taylor Swift drama. It's like, what would happen if you just called Taylor up? Like, that's what I always like, yeah. what would happen if you just called Taylor up? <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah, you never know. They might just waltz in one day. You never know. I know. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so what are you into other realms of cooking or are you just so focused on barbecue that like you don't have the creative bandwidth to like make an Italian oh, dinner no, for your family? I'm right? a total foodie and I cook all the time. And before the restaurants, I would totally cook barbecue all the time. But it, you know, it's, it's different when you have a platform that you can walk into a professional kitchen and have a team of people making it for you. <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, I don't really need to spend 12 hours in my backyard making a brisket. I can just pop into the kitchen and grab one if I really need one. So that's really pushed me in other directions. So I love to cook. Um, I love seafood. I love all, you know, all genres of cuisine. I'm into it all and I'll try everything and fail and keep going until I can get it so, so we can enjoy it. But I love cooking, yes. 
I think that is something that is so slept on with Kansas City is everyone knows about Kansas City barbecue. It's obvious that we're award-winning for that, but our food scene in general is so good. Do oh, you – yeah, what – do you have, have any, like, special – any spots that are your favorite restaurants around town that aren't barbecue-related? Oh, yeah. I love, like, Waldo Thai. I love uh, Farina. If you're familiar, that's that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I live kind of in the Prairie Village area, so um, Cafe Provence is probably one of the best restaurants, if not the best restaurant in the state. Uh, across the streets to the bar and go to Story. Um, there's so many, like you said, options um, in town that are just fantastic. And I think you've seen over the last few years, there's been several James Beard nominees in this area that, that we're fortunate enough to, to be able to go try their stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's And people don't realize, like, in the, you wouldn't think in the middle of the Midwest that we'd have great French food or seafood or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. So now, what does competition barbecue look like for you? Are you still hands-on for the competitions, or do you have a team under you and you're more just having a beer and mingling? So we, we'll still do, like, Memphis in May, and we'll still be part of the American Royal, but we don't really do other competitions like that. So one of the things in a competition, if I go to Memphis in May – and you're there, Rachel, you really, unless you know me, aren't going to be able to try my food. You might walk by my tent, which is filled in a sea of hundreds of other tents and not even know who I am. So we've really found a different arena that is a better ROI for us. For instance, there's a, an event called the Windy City Smokeout, which is in Chicago. Uh, it's four days. And last year, it's a country music and barbecue event. So last year, it was... Uh, 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 Luke Bryan, Dave Bryan, Zach Brown Band, and Darius Rucker. I mean, how about that for the four headliners? And then all different stars during the day. And there's 28 of us different barbecue vendors set up that look like storefronts, really cool, that are in a big horseshoe-type design. And all of the people that are attending have bracelets they can come up and buy from each store. And you're limited to like two items, and they try to diversify a little bit. So we'll being from Kansas City, you know, we've got burn ends and we'll do some smoked sausage. And the line is a football field long behind us. And they pay you to be there. So if I go to Memphis in May or if I compete in the American Royal, you know, I'm paying for that, which can be very expensive. Um, so they pay for you to be there. And then um, you have literally 100,000 people, 150,000 people over four days that are taking pictures and doing their own social media of my brand, which is invaluable to me. And uh, it's just a really cool experience. They all get to taste burn ends and freak out and take pictures and meet Mitch and blah, blah, blah. Whereas at a competition, unless I win and get up on stage and hoist a trophy, I really don't get anything out of it. <laughs> so, so we really start to focus on, on these type of events as opposed to really just traveling around and trying to grind out a, a win on the competition circuits because it's so hard, so hard to do. Yeah, it makes sense. You mentioned burn ends there. You were sounds like you were not originally from Kansas City. So when you first came yeah. to town and had Kansas City barbecue for the first time, do you remember? Because like when I have people in from out of town, I'm like, get the burn ends. They're like, burn ends? Like, no. Do you remember when you first were exposed to that cut and like, how, you know, when you fell in love with them along the journey of becoming a Kansas Cityan? I do. I I remember I remember trying to go to Jack Stack, um, and the first two times I went, the line was so long that I had left, and I scratching my head not understanding what was going on and then when i finally broke through and was able to uh have a full plate of food i mean i was hooked i was hooked 
And I was, I was also fortunate that my next door neighbor, this is a cool story. I bought my house, you know, I'm about 24 and my next door neighbor had a pool. He had a refrigerator full of beer and he had a smoker that was billowing smoke 24 seven. So I'd pull into my driveway and I'd go next door to his house and hang out. And he kind of taught me how to smoke right away. It would make, and I went and bought a smoker and then that's the whole thing. Now I'm on a podcast talking about being a barbecue expert. <laughs> that's life for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just a few more questions for you. First, uh, first one is I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the best barbecue region outside of Kansas City, in your opinion? I'm a big fan of Texas barbecue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just down there a couple of weeks ago and went to Terry Black's. I've taken little pilgrimages with my buddies for four or five days and gone to every city in Texas and tried all the famous places. And yeah, big, big fan of Texas barbecue. Do you get offended when people from other regions say that theirs is the best over Kansas City? Oh, not at all. Not at all. You know, one of the things with social media nowadays, I'm on like Facebook. I don't know what they're called, blogs or whatever, where everyone's given their opinions and, and they'll say, what's the best place in Kansas City to have barbecue? And they'll say in Texas, you know, no good barbecue in Kansas City and all that kind of stuff. I just take it all with a grain of salt. It's fun. Every once in a while, I'll pipe in and invite someone to be my guest uh, to see if I can change their mind. So I'm pretty confident once I get you in the doors, I can change your mind. Oh, even before that, when you just the smell hits you when you're outside. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, last two questions I ask everyone that comes on the show. Uh, first one, we kind of touched on because you're such a foodie, but <clears throat> what is a great meal that you've had out and about in Kansas City recently? Um, I'd say the... You are putting me on the spot. Let's see. I've been I, I, I've been on the road a ton, so I really have been. So I haven't been eating here in Kansas City for a while. So that's a good one. I'm gonna say uh, Earl's Premier. If you've been to Earl's Premier in the Brookside area, um, they have you can sit at the bar and see all the oysters over ice, and they have several different seafood items. The crab cakes are fantastic, but just. I'm all about having some cocktails and firing some oysters right at the bar. So Earl's Premier would be my nod. I love it. Sounds like a vibe. Okay, last question for you is where can people find you? It sounds like you're on some social media website. Where's the best place that people want to get connected with you? Meatmitch.com is uh, would be you know the first introduction. And we ship our sauces and rubs all over the country. But also, if you want burn ends, if you want sliced brisket, pulled pork, all those things for the Super Bowl. Uh, you can go online and we can overnight stuff to your doorstep, two-day air to your doorstep all around the country. We do it all day long, every day. Um, if you are into social media sites, Instagram is Meet Mitch. Uh, YouTube channel, Meet Mitch. TikTok. I'm a TikToker now. Be careful. That's Meet Mitch. Uh, Twitter, everything. Just Meet Mitch and I'm on it. I'm ready to go. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today out of your busy schedule. It's, uh, you have had such an interesting journey and sounds like much more to come. So excited to see where you guys continue to grow and thrive here in Kansas City. Well, thank you, Rachel. And I really appreciate the opportunity. It's good to, good to meet you. Yeah, likewise. All right, everyone go eat some barbecue. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye.